Quest for Gold, welcome to 2022. We're less than a month out from the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, and Team USA is coming into focus. Long track speed skating trials and U.S. figure skating championships are underway, and several Team USA Olympic slots are on the line. One person who will not be participating, figure skater Brady Tunnell, who announced this week on social media that she is pulling out of nationals due to that injury that we talked about with her in episode nine. That virtually assures she will not be able to make the Olympic roster this year. There's been criticism about health protocols around the USA Figure Skating Championships in Nashville. Several photos taken from the hotel being used show many people not wearing masks. Defending pairs, U.S. champion Brandon Frazier did test positive for covid He's now being quarantined in his room. He and his partner, Alexa Neerum, had to pull out of the competition. The long track speed skating trials in Milwaukee are being held without fans due to the spread of the Omicron virus. IOC member Dick Pound says the agency has not ruled out the possibility that the upcoming games could be canceled, making some news this week. He did sound a similar alarm ahead of the Tokyo games. However, he says canceling the games is unlikely at this point. There's been no formal statement from the IOC about a possibility cancellation. Kendall Coyne Schofield, Brianna Decker, Hillary Knight, and Lee Stecklin will lead Team USA in women's hockey. The roster was announced during the NHL's Winter Classic on New Year's Day. It's unclear when USA Hockey will name its men's team, which will not include NHL players. On this week's Athlete Spotlight, we chat with the skip of the U.S. men's curling team. In fact, the team is named in his honor. Team Schuster is going to try to repeat gold this year in China. We chatted with John Schuster about 2018, how he handles Lee leadership and what the expectations are going into Beijing. We did this during the media summit for the U.S. curling team, so it's a little noisy in the background. Fifth Olympics coming up. You're coming off of goal, but expectation may be a little different this time around. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if you still it. I mean, I think as an American athletic fan, an Olympics fan, I think that now you set a, you set a bar that, that, you know, there's an expectation. Do you feel that pressure at all or no? Um, no, I don't think I feel pressure. I know that obviously, you know, when you do have success in America, and, um, you know, people expect that again. Like that's the American sports fan, right? You have a sports team that has a great year, and the next year they're expecting the same or better. So um, we know there's expectation, but, you know, at the same point, we can't do anything other than focus on, you know, doing something and going and playing great wherever we go play. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be an extremely tough field at the Olympics. So um, we know we're definitely not the favorite as far as in the curling world, but we definitely are a contender, which, you know, we really thought last time that we were a contender because, you know, we had been to three world championships together and qualified for the playoffs each time. So it shouldn't have been that big of an upset like in the curling world. But, um, you know, last year we had a great world championship, finished around Robin third, and, uh, you know, we lost that playoff game. But, uh, but yeah, the Olympics, we uh, we got a chance. We just got to go there and play great. Now you've had a change, obviously, since uh, 2018. Uh, when I talked to Matt Hamilton uh, last week, he seemed to think that you guys are better, uh, better, stronger. And it's not, I don't know that he necessarily thought because of personnel shifts, but maybe that's a little bit of it. Maybe the fact that you guys have more experience and you've grown together and you've been put in those high pressure situations. Well, what do you think as far as this team coming in versus the 2018 team? Yeah. You know, I think adding Chris to our team, like he's a tremendous talent, obviously he just won the mixed doubles Olympic trials too. And, uh, and qualified for the Olympics and that. So, um, but the, the great part is when he came onto our team, uh, we didn't really have these huge growing pains because 
you know, we were all part of the national team and had similar processes. And, you know, he had obviously a history with Matt and myself and, uh, and kind of picked up kind of from where we left off. And, and the rest of us on the team have definitely learned and grown. And, you know, we've continued to work as harder, harder, you know, following that gold medal. And, and yeah, I think, I think this is, you know, right now for, for the best team I've ever played on. And, you know, that's not taking anything away from that 2018 team. It's just the fact that, you know, we were able to, you know, progress and grow even further. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, we're, we're, we're a great curling team ready to go. I want to talk a little bit about the role of leadership and, and kind of how you've evolved over the, over the last decade or so into this role. I mean, was this, was this a position you were seeking or did you just kind of fall into being skip and kind of, you know, kind of learned on the job? No, I, I mean, I grew up before I ever went to that first Olympics as a lead um, in the junior ranks. I was a skip and I really, really, I always enjoyed the aspects um, that went into skipping. You know, that's, you know, calling the game and, and trying to, you know, outmaneuver the other team, but also like knowing that not everybody on your team is going to throw the rock exactly the same and trying to put the right room down for the right person and, and to pick the shots that are going to give, you know, said teammate the you know most chance to be successful. So, you know, I, I always loved skipping and, and I think it's one of those things I kind of missed when I, when I played lead. So, you know, it's pretty natural for me to go back to the skipping part of it. And, you know, I really think, you know, starting from when I moved back, skipping in 2007 you know 2010 olympics i was you know i think i still called a pretty good game and we did a lot of things but you know i didn't necessarily have you know there's i i've had seen a tremendous amount of growth you know since 2010 and from 2014 and honestly even through 2018 that experience has only allowed me to take the pressure off myself and uh and grow even further and become an even better skip and, and leader and and really you know kind of relax and enjoy and and focus on the things i need to focus on is it harder to change gears or correct something or someone um you know having been with them for a while does that make it easier or does that make it harder you know i don't have to do a ton of correcting it's I think honestly, we've these last you know eight years with you know three of the four of us, and and when Ty was here and when Chris was here, we're able to openly and honestly give each other feedback when we're throwing this when we're throwing the stone or when something is you know happening that maybe needs to be you know tweaked or corrected. So I don't think it really matters that much. We all have so much trust in each other's eyes and honestly, each other's you know the, the time you need to say something, and we all kind of know that you know, we have that trust within each other that if something needs, if, if I'm seeing something, it's pretty, pretty natural and easy for me to tell the guys, Hey, this is what I'm seeing or this is what I saw. And, uh, and, and they generally, I mean, we've been doing this long enough that each one of us knows what things it is that creep in when we're struggling and, and have the ability to kind of write the ship. So are there differences from you now compared to you four years ago, or do you think that everything's kind of the same? Oh, I mean, there's, there's always differences, you know, I mean, four years is a long time. You can change a lot in that four years. I like to think, you know, a lot of it's the same. I still have the same fire. I still have, you know, the same goals, you know, for every single game, you know, my goal, every single game is to try to, you know, help my teammate have the best game of their life in that particular game. And I'm going to, and I work hard at trying to do that for every game. Um, I just think now I have the tools to actually help achieve that even more than I did back in 2018 and, and have a little better. I, I think I'm definitely more grounded and, and don't so much care about results and what's going on around me. And, 
and just care more about the process and, and that experience with my teammates. Do you have to get into a, a certain headspace before a competition? Uh, do you do you do any kind of ritual or anything like that to just kind of get yourself? I mean, are you trying to amp yourself up? Or are you trying to calm yourself down, especially before a big event like the Olympics? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm generally trying to calm myself down. Um, I'm kind of high strung anyways. So the, the more I can kind of be in a great space, the, the better I can do. And it's, you know, for me during, you know, before the game, you know, I'm not a music, like I listen to a ton of music, but like, I'm not a put some headphones on because I also like to, you know, for me, I'll try to have open lines of communication before the game. And if I'm seeing something like saying something to the coach or to, you know, Lance Center. I'll go tap Matt on the shoulder. He'll pull his earbud off and have a conversation. I'm more of a. It's it's before the game. It's it's the chatting about what's going on or what's not going on that kind of gives me calm and gets me ready to go. Do you have to do much scouting on these other teams that have qualified, or have you pretty much do you know them inside and out because you've, you've competed against them before? I don't know that we know them inside and out, but we've competed against them enough and seen them play enough games because. You know, like right now, like you can you can watch a lot of curling on the internet, and, you know, games that they've played in the past and games they've even played against us. So um, we know a lot about a lot of these teams. However, you know, I definitely in the next, you know, the next month and a half, you know, watch a few games and ends with uh, with a lot of these teams just to kind of make sure that what I remember and what they're doing against other people is, is similar to what, you know, I have. And, and we have a guy, you know, in our national camp that has been doing tremendous work with, with statistics and analytics and, and, you know, the reports that he builds for us are definitely something that um, I read and read very closely and try to figure out how I can use those reports and what I'm seeing in their other games to try to give us the best chance of winning. Yeah, is there is there a technology aspect to this? Maybe when you're training that maybe there wasn't ten years ago. I mean, one hundred percent. Like you know, there's we have statistics now that I mean, and you probably could have you probably could have done it yourself, you know, ten years ago. But now you know we have you know there's people that are just doing this on a regular basis, and you can just you know data mine it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, for instance, like the finals of the Olympic trials, we know that if we score first. Uh, against Corey Dropkin that we're a 74% chance of winning. You know, and that's like the first end of a 10, or if we score first in a 10 end game, which seems crazy because if you score one, eh, it's kind of a loss if you don't score two the first time you score. But even scoring one, we knew we were 75% chance essentially to win. So we knew how big it was to score first. So like, there's that kind of stuff out there that, um, you know, can, can help you and, and at least, you know, carve out a, maybe a different game plan than you had envisioned. You like the attention that you got after 2018. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, you, you've got a big head or anything like that about it, but I mean, clearly there, you know, you got whisked away after winning and you did the NBC interview and I'm sure you came back to all the pomp and circumstance back in the States. I mean, do you thrive on that? Do you, do you like that? Or are you trying to get away from that? As well? Um, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed every, every, I mean, getting whisked away, like you're saying was the, probably the worst thing. Um, you know, we won, got our medals, got drug tested, did a quick press conference and then, uh, you know, got whisked away to the today show. But then, you know, from there, you know, we had a chance where our families kind of knew where we were going to be. And, um, and that was the only chance we were going to get the chance to see them over there. And I had so many interviews there and granted I was holding my kid for one of them kind of thing, but you know, that's one, 
aspect that, you know, if our families were able to go there again, I would never do the same again. Cause you know, I think that my wife got cheated out of having that moment with me because we got whisked away like that. So, um, I mean, I do love bringing attention to the sport and, you know, I'm honored to represent the United States and doing all that stuff after we had so much fun. And, you know, I learned that when I have those opportunities and when our team has those opportunities, we need to make sure that, you know, we try to bring along, you know, our spouses and people that helped us get here along for the ride. And so, yeah, when we're, you know, delivering first pitches and doing all that kind of stuff, dropping pucks, like our wives were at those games with us and, and along for that ride too. So um, that stuff's fun. And, and I always love being able to share our sport because it's such an every man sport um, at its basic level. And I think there's so many aspects of our sport, which are, all what's right with humanity that, you know, our game's built around sportsmanship and camaraderie and, and sitting around with somebody after a game, no matter if you know them or not, and getting to know a little bit more about them. And I feel like curling brings out those best characteristics of everybody who plays it. And, and I just love being able to share our sport because of those things. These games will be a little different than what you've experienced before, probably with all the health and safety protocols. It could be a good thing because that you may not get whisked away, but on the other hand, family and friends probably won't be able to be in attendance. Um, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, can you just kind of zone in now on, on the competition? Or do you, do you, do you miss all that I mean, I'm going to miss that experience, but at the same point, like you just got to play the hand you're dealt, you know, and everybody's going to be in the same boat where we're all there and kind of on this island in this bubble. But, um, you know, we're going to embrace the fact that it's still the Olympic Games and we're still wearing, you know, those USA colors. And, and, uh, and yeah, we're going to take it and run with it and, and play our best and do everything we can to obviously stay connected with the people that matter back here, you know, you know via FaceTime. Um, you know, telephone, that kind of thing. Can we expect to see a Team Schuster TikTok dance in the near future? Uh, a Team Schuster TikTok something, probably. I'm not sure if it'll be dancing, you know, but there's lots of different things you can do. Where can people follow you guys and follow you on, on social media? Yeah, so, I mean, they can follow me personally. I'm Schusty2010 on Twitter. Um, we're Team Schuster everywhere, Twitter facebook um instagram i'm also shoosty s-h-o-o-s-t-i-e is my uh, instagram handle and, and yeah i think we're gonna be doing a fair amount of that because we're gonna have a lot of downtime so hopefully we have some fun with it and uh look forward to you know sharing with the world a little bit more about our team we'll be following team schuster closely come february and we'll be back next week with a new episode and a new athlete i'm brian burrow we'll talk to you then right here on quest for gold <laughs>